Welcome to the Green and Growing Podcast with Sarah Nurswick and Hannah Wedger. The mission of Green and Growing Education is to empower agriculture teachers to find fulfillment through connection and community that will really cultivate confidence. Get hyped for new ideas, inspiration, motivation, and candid conversations with agriculture teachers just like you. Let's Let's go. Sarah here today to live, live stream my thoughts as I drive to school and I don't have any lessons planned. Now, let me preface this by saying most weeks I plan my lessons on Wednesday for the week, the coming week. This past week I was out um, for a leadership conference in D.C. all week until Friday, and Friday was, we're getting close to midterm, so we need to make sure grades are, you know, everything is turned in, especially from when you're out with a sub, so I kind of did a catch-up day for my kids on the last day, and I did not have enough time because I was grading and helping students to get my lesson plans done. So, driving to school and I'm thinking about what can I do in the 20 minutes I have before kids come to my class and I don't advocate for this it's just something that happens that you can't help sometimes and you need to have some lesson plans in your pocket ready to go so um The first thing that I thought is, hey, I'm starting a new unit in all of my classes, which is a great opportunity to build some excitement, some wonder, um, instead of just giving them all the answers. So I immediately go to, well, what have I done in the past? (laughs) And if you're a new teacher or a student teacher or this is your first rodeo and you're like, well, I haven't done anything in the past. That is a-okay. You can gain inspiration for lesson planning with anything, with TV shows. I know I was just thinking about um, a few friends who have used House Hunters as as a plan to do for animal housing. Or, or greenhouses or other types of structures you need in agriculture, they took that from house hunters. Um, you know, using breakout rooms has been a big thing. That really came from real life, not from education to get there. So don't think that you have no ideas just because you haven't taught that subject or that curriculum before. You can bring inspiration from out outside to bring it back in. So for my intro class, I'm thinking um, I want to get into the, the just basic agriculture. You know, we did FFA, and then we did some other things. We did our little dendrology unit, talked about forestry, talked about natural resources before the leaves started falling. So let's go back to basics with agriculture. And I was at American Farm Bureau last week, and you know that really cool map that they have that say that says agriculture on it, and each of the states has their top commodities in it. Awesome, right? They gave it to us. It was awesome. I was like, great, I can use this in my classroom. Well, guess who left it at American Farm Bureau? This girl. <laughs> but I do have a, a map of America that is just the map of America. 
why don't we make our own? That sounds like a plan. So what I'm going to do with my classes, I'm going to quickly find a website that I know has all the answers on it for all the 50 states' top commodities. Um, I know there's a few out there, but I just want to double check and make sure the link works and that it'll be successful for my students. I have about 20-some students in that class, so I plan to assign each of them two states that they need to find the top commodity in that state. And then I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get them to draw on an index card a depiction of that uh, commodity. So if they had dairy, they could draw cheese, they could draw a cow, they could draw um, milk, whatever. And then we will get them to take that on our own map of agriculture. That'll take up the majority of class. And then maybe we'll talk about the themes that we see. Uh, as we're looking at the map to, to do that. Um, I'd love to do a little gallery walk today just to get kids up and out of their seats. Today's a testing day, so some of the kids might be stuck testing for a while, um, and we want to make sure that we're moving our legs. And as always, doing a loop-de-loop, -loop, um, which if you haven't heard about that, it is literally just breaking up my class. Um, and we take, it takes about seven minutes if we're walking pretty, like, normal speed uh, to walk around our, like, shop building. So we just go outside, walk around, um, enjoy the beautiful sights and scenes of Maryland. <laughs> um, so that is my intro class. And, you know, I'm just gaining inspiration from the outside world and then figuring that out. And then the remainder of the week, we'll talk about the history of agriculture, maybe do our timeline, um, maybe do some inventions, and then talk about, like, world global agriculture and maybe even throw in some ag issues um, and talking about global agriculture and how we can help with um, sustainable agriculture, with uh, hunger here in America and across, uh, you know, across the globe. My... Small animal class, so excited. We got a grant to get a class pet, so we're getting a bearded dragon here soon. Um, and we also have a rabbit that we'll be fostering um, during the school weeks. So I talked to another teacher in my county about the protocols of having small animals, and she said safety is the most important. So we are here for safety um, today. And um, I really enjoy when I have a class like a small animal class and there's so many different aspects that we're going to hit once we get to the actual animals, you know, from dogs to fish to birds to rabbits. Um, I like giving kids autonomy to choose what they're really passionate in. I know I have some students who are really big into reptiles, like they own a bunch and it's just their passion. And I have some kids who volunteer at um, cat shelters, so I want them to choose an animal that they're, that they're interested in. And you know, I'm gaining inspiration from the outside world. Uh, I think one of their homework assignments will be to do a, a safety video, a quick little safety video clip um, that they can use with a stuffed animal or a depiction of a, a small animal and showing um, how not to handle an animal, even if it's just like greeting a dog you don't know, picking up a cat. We're not going into the vet science practicums just yet, but just getting their brains turning on, okay, I'm around a new animal. How am I going to act safely around it? 
um, for myself, but also for the animal. Something else that I've done in the past for this class when I taught it um, last year was, uh, you know, animal safety gone wrong. And the kids looked up an article about uh, something that went wrong in the world with animal safety. It can be about the animal or it could be about a person uh, who handled an animal wrong or an animal got out and wasn't found for a while. Something like that um, to talk about, to analyze this, what was the problem, um, what happened, and then what could they have done differently to eliminate that, like to not have that problem? If they followed proper safety protocol, what would happen if um, that happened? Like what is the proper safety protocol? So again, I'm not sitting down and saying, okay, we're getting our rabbit this week. This is how you hold it. This is how, you know, they're getting their brains warmed up to the idea of us talking, of, of us learning, taking a safety test, and getting there. So we will get to the, the nitty-gritty of safety, getting to the what they can and can't do. I'll send home a parent permission form because you can't handle the animals at school unless you have the parent permission form um, that was written by our county and lawyers and all that kind of stuff. Thankfully, there's teachers out there who, who've done all this before I did. And, you know, that's kind of where we're going with that class. And then my last class is probably my toughest because it is horticulture. And if you know me at all, I haven't taught horticulture since I taught in North Carolina. And horticulture has never been my, um, my forte, but I am trying to rewrite my brain and say, you know, I love plants. I love plants. <laughs> uh, we just finished up uh, FAIR projects, which we did a little bit of floral design, learned about that. We learned about the history of bud vases because that's what we were competing in the FAIR um, about some, some of that stuff. So we are going back to basics, okay? It's always good to go back to basics. I think to myself sometimes um, we just assume kids know stuff. And although this is a Horticulture two class, some of my kids took it online last year, which we all know online is was essential for the safety of, um, of our students and teachers last year. But sometimes, I mean, my kids hadn't even gone in the greenhouse until this year, and they're in horticulture too. So we just got to, you know, reel it back in, and we're just going to go back to basics. Um, what I think I'm going to do is pull out one of those last-minute things in my pocket, which is Inquiry Week. Um, so I know there's podcasts that we have in here on Inquiry Week. You can also check it out on our blog, greengrowingedu.com. Wonder Week or um, Wonder Week is an idea that I learned about from John Spencer online, and I've implemented in my classes probably for the past three, four years and it's a way for students to take ownership over a topic. Now, inquiry has stages. Uh, we are not going full inquiry. I don't know if I ever really do, except in my ag business class where my kids ran a business and I basically advised them and they just made all the decisions. Um, other than that, I kind of give them structured inquiry, inquiry, which I give them a topic, which this one, um, I'm pretty sure we're just gonna go back into just basic um, plant biology 
for this week, and they're going to go and ask a question pertaining to that. You know, I wonder what plants need to survive. I don't know. Um, I wonder what the purpose of a chloroplast is. I wonder what fertilizer is. I wonder why uh, plants need um, sunlight or why some plants need a lot of sunlight and some plants need not a lot of sunlight. I wonder why some plants need a little bit of water and some plants need a lot of water. So they'll come up with some type of question and then they'll use the internet resources to answer that question. A lot of times when I do a Wonder Week project, uh, they'll do a class presentation, a class, class slide, and each of them gets their own slide, and they just get one slide to put their answers on, and then we go through class and everyone presents. That I would call a, a, day, a day and a half or day and two-day lesson, depending on how long your lessons are, because they need about an hour to research and really dive into the answers and then you'll need however many how much however much time you need for the kids to present in the class uh, other things I've done with that is where they've created posters I'm not gonna lie I'm over posters because of the fair and <laughs> we made so many posters so posters are out of it for me um, you could literally do anything you wanted. You could do a one-pager. Um, a one-pager is just where they put all of their information about one topic on one piece of paper. Usually they have to add color, some type of image that represents what they're talking about. So really the sky's the limit for you. For me, it's an it's a upper-level class, uh, so I would challenge them to do a presentation. They haven't done a presentation yet in class. So that's probably where we'll go with my horticulture class. The, the moral of the story as I'm pulling up to my school is that anytime you're lesson planning, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, and I think, let's say, the world puts a lot of pressure on us to be the most, um, like, jazzy, lights up, most exciting lesson ever, and that is awesome, and it is definitely cool to see people do that kind of stuff, but every lesson, every day, every class period does not have to be that way. Um, if you think about it, you know, this year I'm teaching uh, three different preps this semester and three different preps next semester. Every day I, you know, have to lesson plan for 80 minutes, uh, 80 minutes a day, five days a week for three different classes. Now, if I had my calculator open, I'd be able to figure out exactly how much <laughs> um, So uh, lots of hours of, of planning for a week for Completely different classes, small animal, horticulture, and intro to ag are completely different curriculums that you can double up on some things like employability skills and and FFA, but you just can't, you can't expect yourself to do the most amazing things every single time. So I'm, let, I'm just saying you can release yourself from the expectation to have every single lesson be the most, you know, jazzy lesson you've ever done. Now, I'd say, you know, in just a few minutes, 
15 minutes, I was able to talk through what I'd like to do with my students, and I would gather that they'll be engaging lessons. There'll be things that the kids are able to take ownership over. Um, they'll be able to enter into learning with a little bit of um, excitement and ownership over the learning because they get to choose a lot of the things that they're doing with the Wonder Week, um, with the states that they get to choose, and then with the um, with the safety, uh, the video, and the article that they choose. choose. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, me being able to teach my students how to you know, take action is more important to me than bells and whistles. So I hope that was helpful to you hearing me live. <laughs> Think about what I'm going to do. To be honest, when I started that podcast, I thought I knew what I was going to do. Um, and now I've changed it up a little bit. So thank you for being um, my listening ear as I planned out my week. I hope that you guys have an awesome rest of your week. And remember to stay green and growing.